for our outreach Sunday, you can see what we're talking about. We need uh, people to really get into evangelism and get to pe- get to your friends, your co-workers, and get them in church uh, because we all need Jesus. Father, we want to thank you today. We ask that you minister to us as we go into your word. Speak to our hearts and reveal yourself to us according to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Last Sunday, I shared with us the benefits of taking your family to church Sunday after Sunday. Researchers have found that there are benefits with with going to church, benefits that are associated with going to church. They don't understand why it works, but it does work. They found that the that suicide rate will reduce. The family is strong. The family unit is strong. They prosper. They live longer because they spend two hours every week in church. And they found also that more than that, that the benefits, a lot of benefits, not only benefiting the family unit, it goes beyond the family unit into generations to come. And I believe that it's God that is behind this. This is why this works. Because God is behind it. And God knows when you present yourself before him and you hear the word of God, something, some transactions takes place in the, in the supernatural realm that's affecting your life. That's what Jesus meant when he said, you are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. Just because you are in God's presence, you receive cleansing. You are drawn closer to God. And God makes a covenant with you when you decide that you and your family will be a part of God's family. In other words, you bring God into your family. He becomes the senior member of your family. He is the only one that can truly protect correct, provide, and support every member of the family and make sure his family, that is his covenant family, he's doing well as a showcase for the world to see. This is so important. I I pray that Christians will understand it. Bringing Jesus into your family makes him a part of your family. And he wants that family to be successful. And he will protect that family with his life. God said, I will give life for your own life. Because you have entered into a covenant relationship with God. God blesses the children. Children, your children and their children from one generation, according to the scriptures, even to the 10th generation. And he gave us his promise. If you read in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 10, it says, For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from you, nor my covenant of peace be removed. 
His covenant of peace will not be removed. He says, it's the God who's have mercy on you that's saying this. And then when you go to verse 13, it tells you, all your children shall be taught by God. All your children, when you enter into a covenant with God, God becomes the teacher of your children. He's taught you, but then he teaches your children. Have you ever seen God in your home teaching your children? You never see him, but he's teaching them. And he said, great shall be the peace of your children. Great shall be the peace. That word peace, that means shalom. That means God will prosper your children because you have entered into a covenant with him. My covenant of peace shall never be removed. That's what God's saying. So that peace is in your life. In, in Genesis 17, uh, 17, verse 7, God says, And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants uh, after you in their generations. So when you enter into a covenant with God, He doesn't stop with you. You brought Him into your family, and that DNA goes on from one generation to the other. The blessings continue. It should start with you. It should start with you if someone else in your family hasn't started that. In my life, I'm the first generation. And I'm already seeing God's hand in the family. God is teaching my children. I guarantee you God is teaching them. And he's making them really smart. They love God. Because we've made a commitment, we are going to serve God. The other day we got a letter from Harvard inviting our son to write. We need you in our school. In the other one, the school wrote, we are honored because you are with us. You have brought honor to our school. God is the one teaching the children. God has made a commitment to teach your children. But you know, you really need to believe it. And come into that covenant and rest in God's covenant because he will take care of you. Not just you, but your children. And after you're gone, you can leave this world in peace because as you leave, he takes over and he cares for your children until they see you again in his presence. Amen? He will stay with your children. He will bless the children. That's why it's so important to bring them to the house of God. Encourage your friends. You want your friends, your children to be okay in life, not to be in trouble, not to be uh, criminals and all of that. Just take them to church and watch what Jesus would do with their lives. Transforming them before your eyes. Giving them desires for God. Because you have made a commitment to God that you will be in the house of God. Regardless, whether it rains or it shines, I'm going to the house of God. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of God. And that's why God made that great friendship with David. He said, I'll take care of your children. I'll take care of Solomon. Even if he sins, I'll forgive him. And I'll raise him up. He was called the God of David. That's the God we serve. It's never fun when you're no longer concerned about being in the house of God. God recognized all of these things. There's always there's, there's somebody writing always in heaven. When you don't think anymore about his covenant, he wants you to be to consider his covenant. 
and to be true is to his covenant. You can't be perfect, but he is the perfect one that perfects your home and makes your home a perfect home. Why? Because the perfect one lives with you. And there is peace between you and the perfect one in your home. He makes your home perfect. Nobody can come against your home when God lives in there. I was reading a story really funny, you know. When people have that covenant relationship with God. And they know and God is working with them. This man was writing, wrote and said, a soldier pointed a gun at him to shoot him and threatening to shoot him. And he said, I'll shoot you. And then because he knew his God, he told him, you're too small. That was his reply. You're too small. And guess what happened? The gun fell from the soldier's hand. And he, he scrambled to get his gun back and said, sorry, sir, and walked away. That's how powerful God is. He will protect your children and take care of them. Now, why do you think we're having so much difficulty with the family today? Why is it that in the United States, one of every two marriages end up in divorce. And we're just thinking statistics. It says 40% of those, that's 50% of divorce going on today, one in every marriage, and one, one in every two marriages, and 40% of those marriages have children, children involved in it. And it does affect the children. It does, I mean, that's the reality of it. It does affect the children. It affects them emotionally. It affects them in every way. It's such a difficult thing. But it's happening. Who is behind this? He's the enemy. 36% of children born in the United States, about 1.5 million babies born to unwed mothers. Why do you think this is happening? We know these things are not good. We're not coming against the people. They are victims of what the enemy is doing. It's not the people we're coming against. It's what the enemy is doing and continues to do. Why is the devil doing this? Why did God say, I hate divorce? I'm glad you asked. And I'm going to show you from the scriptures. What God really is after. Not that he's going to condemn the people who have been involved, who are victims of what the enemy is doing. But what's really angering God is this. Let me share with you from Malachi chapter 2 verse 15. He tells us there. But did he not make them one? Having a remnant of the spirit. And why one? He seeks godly offspring. Therefore, take heed to your spirit and let none deal treacherously with the wife of his youth. What God is saying, but he says in verse 15, but did he not make them one having a remnant of the spirit? God could have made more a man and his wife. Right after that scripture, verse 16 says, God yelled, I hate divorce. That's what God said. God said he made them one, the man and his wife, one. Having the remnant of the Spirit, that says God could have made more women, but he made them just two of them to be one. 
one. Why? Because God is seeking godly seeds on the earth. And when there is separation or just one a single parent family, that goal is not met. God seeks godly seeds on the earth. That's all he's after. He wants godly people on the earth. Because the more godly seeds you have on the earth, the more blessed the earth is. That's why we're encouraging people, go out and get them. So the number of godly seeds on the earth will increase. And then God will bless the earth because of the number of godly seeds. Satan hates this. And that's why he's been working so hard to make sure when you wake up on Sunday morning, he, the first thought that he enters your head, if you love to play golf, this is a bright day. It's a wonderful day to play golf, you think. And then you remember, oh, it's Sunday. And then you have to wonder, play golf? Go to church. Play golf? Go to church. Or it's Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, man, I want to watch the pregame, whatever they do, you know. Go to church or stay home. Why did pastor have us to come in the evening service? He, he should have known him Super Bowl Sunday. How is he doing this? This pastor doesn't understand. Well, you don't understand. Go to church. Watch Super Bowl. And for most people, I'll go to church next Sunday. I just sit home and play, watch my Super Bowl. Or that great television program. I remember a girl, uh, I was with, in Pastor Addison's church. We were going, and we were going, we had uh, this uh, f- uh, Friday night meeting. And, and we pray, and then, and, uh, and then we, we share the word and everything. Good time, good music. You know, got musicians among us. We had fun. And I was going to, it was a Friday night. I, I, I didn't know anything about, how I many of you know the, that uh, sitcom, Dallas? You remember Dallas? Yeah. I, you know, I was new to the U.S. and didn't know anything about Dallas. And I was going up to the meeting, and one of my fellow brethren, she had slipped out from the meeting and was going back home to watch Dallas. And I saw her. I said, where are you going, Rachel? She says, I said, is the meeting over? She said, no. I said, what's going on? She said, they're praying. I said, but where are you going? I'm going to watch Dallas. I said, what's Dallas? You want to go to Dallas? <laughs> she said, I'm going to watch Dallas. I said, what's Dallas? She explained it to me. I said, Rachel, you're going back up with me. You're not going to watch Dallas today. Oh, good luck. We're going up. But that's what's going on. Why? Because Satan doesn't want godly seeds on the earth. So when a, a man becomes saved, usually they send their wives and their children to church. And they stay home. Right? Yeah. And they go this, pray for me when you get to church. Pray for me. Well, why don't you pray for yourself? Why stay home and ask your children to pray for you? In church, they don't even remember you. That's the truth. Then he gets, they, he sits back there, and then after a while, okay, I'll go to church. And what the devil wants him to become is a spiritual wimp. 
Oh, yeah. He lets his wife do all these spiritual things. And he pro- he's proud. I'm providing for my family. Oh, you spiritual wimp. And the wives, they know he ought to be the spiritual leader of the home, right? And the woman keeps nagging. Why don't you take your place? Study the Bible. Yeah, I'm providing. Why? The reason is because God knows as long as he stays a spiritual wimp, the godly seed will not come out from that family. That's why Christians are afraid to share the gospel. They have all kinds of reasons. The only reason, I mean the only way to bring people into the family of God and to produce and multiply godly seeds only through the word of God. Only through the word of God. It's amazing what's happened in the United States. Before, I used to be able to go out, knock on people's doors, and they will invite me in, and I can share the gospel with them. But now, I go out, I start knocking on doors. The cop comes and says, you're soliciting. I'm I'm not selling anything. He says, I don't care. You live in this place. You can't do that anymore. What do you think is happening? He's the devil behind it. He doesn't want godly seed. He'll kill. If he recognizes that there's going to come a godly seed, he's going to do whatever. Now, do you know the story of Moses? When Moses was about to be born, the enemy says something is about to take place. And guess what he did? He made Pharaoh. He commanded Pharaoh to tell the midwives, kill the kids when they come out. What, what was he after? He was afraid of the godly seed. He made Cain a murderer. Because he couldn't tell who that seed that was going to bruise his head would be. You kill Abel. And you are a murderer, you're not the godly seed. I'm okay. He's scared of godly seeds. He's scared of them. And so he's, he's making us not to wake up and reach out with people to people with the gospel. We have all kinds of reasons why we're not going to do it. And some of these things are legitimate. I got a new job. I got to do this. I'm busy this. And all of that. Meanwhile, the Bible is telling us, The time is short. And the devil has come to us with great anger. I think when that day comes and you see Jesus face to face and you get to realize what those who lived among you, where their lot is going to be, and you understand it fully because you, got, you, don't, you no longer have the limitations of the flesh. It's going to be a very hard thing to think about. This is the time. Jesus said we must walk while it is day. The night comes when no man can walk. This is the time. This is what the enemy is after. To destroy godly seeds and to eliminate them. When Jesus was born, you remember what happened? When the king found out that it was going to be Bethlehem, the devil didn't hesitate. He killed every child just to get one godly seed. That if a God was going to cause him a lot of trouble. 
Why is this so important? Bring them to the house of God and you'll be present there. Until God transforms your family and your children into godly seed. And let them influence the world for him. Let me share a scripture with you to tell you how God sees your children, especially you who are saved. This scripture had given me so much confidence about what's going to happen with my children regarding serving God. And your children as well. I like this same scripture this morning to give you confidence in God. Because God's not just dealing with you. He's dealing with when he's dealing with you, he also have your children in mind. They become his. He protects them. He cares for them. If you have understanding. First Corinthians chapter 7 verse 14. He says, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife. And the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise, your children will be unclean. What has children got to do with this? What he's saying? See, God is after the children. But now, are they holy? And <laughs> uh, let me let you know this, okay? <laughs> when God says this television monitor is holy, guess what it is? <laughs> you mess with that monitor and you're in real trouble. Amen. God calls your children even if it's only one person in the home that is serving him, he says your children are holy. You know what that means? They are set apart for him. He considers your children, even though they, maybe the father doesn't go to church, doesn't love God, or the mother doesn't care anything about God, but when you are serving God, he considers your children, his, they are holy, clean. You can think they are unclean, but God says they are holy. You want to argue with him? You're saying, you stubborn kid, you're, or whatever you want to say. <laughs> it's so bad. But God is saying, that holy kid, amen, that's a holy kid, separated for God. And if you buy into it, amen, and you believe it, your faith will begin to transform your children. Because you believe. Point is, God loves godly seed. He wants them on the earth. You do your children a great disservice. And some of us have done this in the past. If your children are grown. And maybe you're seeing things that you don't like. How did you live your life while they were growing? Huh? How was your church attendance? And all of that. These things are so important. You see, when God is found a man who is determined to serve him, but not only so, the man and the woman, husband and wife, they have their kids in mind. When God found a man, he's found a friend. And he had nothing from you. Amen? He had nothing from you. Anything he wants to do, he will do. He will speak to you about your life. He will speak to you about your wife. He will speak to you about your children. And what will become of your children? He will. He will. This thing is real. 
He's real. And I'm grateful to God that by His grace, I'm not perfect. My wife is not perfect. But we've chosen, we're going to follow God. And we are seen by the grace of God. I don't know the future, but I know for the kids, the future is bright. He started with us. First generation. Amen? But God, who never dies, who is constantly there, when I'm at home and they're out, guess what? He's there with them. He'll take care of them. He'll separate them from those bad influences because we trust Him. Amen. Let me show you what God said about Abraham and why God was so excited about Abraham and why God says, Abraham is my friend. Why? God called himself the God of Abraham. Let me show you what they say. Genesis chapter 18, verse 17 and 18. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? God is talking to himself. Shall I? Many times I used to think, well, he's talking to the angels. No, God don't converse with them. They are not part of this. He's with the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Amen? He says, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing? Sin, Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. Why great and mighty nation? A great and mighty nation of holy seeds. Godly seeds. God cannot hide. This is what he said. He'll become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have known him. Some translation says, I know him that he, in order that he may command his children and his household after him that they keep the way of the Lord. To do righteousness and justice. That the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. You see, how? Through the children. That's why Abraham was the friend of God. Because God knew he, he was going to pass this thing on. Now you had, this was Abraham's time. And after this, it, was, it, it went by Abraham. And then there was Isaac. Isaac observed God walking with his father. And how God walked with his father. And then when Abraham left, he became the God of Isaac. He became the God of Isaac. Well, the God of Abraham and Isaac to Jacob, right? God, Jacob knew the God of my fathers, the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac. And God took on Jacob. And he also became the God of Jacob. So we said the God of Abraham, Isaac, and he kept going down the family. That's the way God operates. He's a family man. If you have it. He wants to be part of your family. And he's the stronger one in the family. He's the one that's going to provide for you. He's the one that's going to support your family. He's the one that's going to hold you up in difficult times. Because he's a part of your family. When things are hard in your home, he's feeling it. But he's limitless. Amen. Your resources are limited. But his are unlimited. He take care of the family. If we will let him have him. 
That's the way to train children. You can talk to them all you want and give them all these things and what the experts say before they get to college. Huh? And when they get to college, you got other experts that don't believe the way you believe, okay? And they're telling them something different. But when God puts that in your heart, they are truly different. That's what God wants to do. It behooves us, everyone that's hearing the vo- my voice this morning, to make a commitment first that your home will have a covenant with God Almighty. <coughs> Amen? It doesn't matter if your husband or your wife is not with you. <laughs> Amen? Yes, children of divorced people will go through trouble. Because that's what the experts say in a single parent home. But when Jesus is in that single parent home, that's a complete home. Amen? <laughs> that's a complete home. You got everything. He'll be the mother. He'll be everything to them. The father, he'll be the provider. He'll protect. He'll take care of them. And they'll turn out right. Because you have him in the home. Even if the father is flaky, he'll still take care of them. That's why I read that scripture to you. Because one is holy, you sanctify the other one, and the children are holy, God says. Amen. That's very comforting to me, amen. Very comforting to me, because God will take care of your family. So what you need to do is to make that commitment and enter into a covenant deliberately, deliberately in your heart. I need you to be part of my family. How many want to do that this morning? Let me see your hand up. If that's what you want, raise your hand. Let's stand up before God this morning. And remember, those who are without, God is depending on you. We need to share the gospel. We need to increase the number of godly seeds. And the power is in your mouth. We can do that. I'm going to tell you now, if you have a child that is wayward, don't, don't be afraid. <laughs> Stay with your God. Amen? He'll take care of them. He'll take care of them. Do what you have to do. You are limit. You're limited. But he is unlimited as to what he can do to turn that child around for a great witness to the power of his name. Amen? Let's lift our hands up to the Lord this morning and thank Him. Especially those of us you've committed to to become a part of His family. You want Him to be a covenant member of your family. I mean, you want that. I really do want that. A covenant member of my family. He's there with an oath, signed with the blood of Jesus. Good is coming your way. Amen. Can you hear? Amen. Good is coming your way because of the covenant you want, you have with the Lord Jesus Christ. Good is coming your way and good is coming to the Ark Fellowship. Because we have committed ourselves to the Lord, this place is going to be packed in the near future in the name of Jesus, of covenant people of God that are worshiping God out of a pure heart, loving God and trusting Him, having no fear. Because God is taking care of us. I have the faith in my God. He doesn't fail. 
And if you are having financial difficulties, today I curse that financial difficulty in Jesus' name. Good is coming your way. The greater one is in your home. Acknowledge him constantly. When you wake up, tell him good morning, Jesus. You're here with us. We love your presence in our home. Yeah, we're not perfect, but you're here with us. And we're going to be well. Thank you, Lord, for being in our family. Amen. Put, put your hands together. Give him a clap offering this morning. And love on him. He is so good. He is so good. He will not disappoint you. Human beings will disappoint you. But God will not disappoint you. He has an appointed time for you. And when that day comes, his focus, full focus, will be on you and your family. He will not disappoint you. Put your hands up together. Let's worship him briefly. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We've made a commitment to you to serve you. To make sure we are present in your house. Every time the doors are open. So that you can reach out and minister to us. Thank you, God, for your people. I bless them in your name today. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Next.